Hello and welcome back to the Go For Two podcast. This is episode 31 and it is our first mini pod of the season. Uh, every weekend we're going to do a little mini podcast. Uh, just me and then a couple of guests to talk about some fantasy and some gambling. Ready for the weekend ahead. Uh, first note is obviously PFF Eric. Eric Eager couldn't be with us. Um, unfortunately, due to some, some work commitments, he's busy. So he's going to come on later in the season. So uh, we're just going to talk about a little bit of fantasy first. Uh, and first of all, I just wanted to introduce a, a guest again. So Tyler, who's on the podcast before, he sent us a, a nice voice note with his start and sits for the weekend. We'll start on a positive note. We'll go with some starts. So uh, here are Tyler's starts. All right, guys, we're just checking in here with some starts and sits for week one of the beautifully long-awaited, very exciting NFL season. I am unbelievably hyped for the new year. So let's start strong with a couple of starts. My first start of the week is Tyson Williams. Now, if you don't know who that is, I'm not going to blame you because I learned who he was literally a week ago. But the key information that needs to be remembered is that Baltimore is currently having some serious injury problems. They lost a cornerback in Marcus Peters, but they've also been getting killed at running back. So Tyson Williams is actually currently the RB1 on the depth chart because of the injuries to J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. Now, I should warn you, at the time of recording, it's looking like Tyson's the number one. If Gus's injury wasn't as bad as it looked, maybe he starts. But for now, we're going to have to assume that Tyson Williams is the guy. And if that's the case, I want to put him out in my lineup. He's going to be an RB1 starting at the top of the depth chart against the Las Vegas Raiders. I love him, and I'm a big fan of the team, but I'm a realist. Their run defense was terrible last year, and until I see otherwise, you've got to throw in that running back. Get Tyson in the team. My second start of the week is a wide receiver. He is a rookie that you may have heard of, Devonta Smith. Heisman winner for the Eagles. He's in Atlanta. I don't know if I need to say a little more, to be honest. Their defense is terrible. Their offense is cool. And that means we get good fantasy points because Matt Ryan's going to keep throwing it. Maybe Carl Pitts has a big day as well. And then the other rookie on the other side gets to prosper from the high-scoring game. I think Jalen Hurts is a good start, but I think Devonta Smith is the one that people are going to need a little nudge. Don't be nervous. I know he's a rookie. It's his first game. But I think that the Heisman win is going to get off to a good start, and so will you if you start him in your fantasy league week one. Yeah, I love both of those from Tyler. Uh, Devonta Smith going against one of the worst secondaries in the NFL, uh, who gave up, I think, the second most amount of points in fantasy to wide receivers last season. So that's a great pick. And Tyson Williams, he plays for the Ravens and he runs the ball. So we all know at the moment they need running backs. He's experienced, had a good training camp. So uh, let's just hope he can get off get off to a good start. Uh, so my start would just be Ryan Tannehill, the quarterback of the Tennessee Titans. Uh, the Titans have the fourth highest implied team total for points uh, out of all the week one slate. Uh, and you just know if the Titans are scoring points, then Tannehill's in for a big day. So I really like that. I think the Cardinals have got a very poor, very, very poor secondary, to be honest. I think Julio Jones in the red zone will make a difference. Obviously, AJ Brown and Tannehill have already got that connection. Um, so I love that. I think Tannehill will be uh, a top five QB uh, this week in fantasy. Now let's move on to some sits. Again, I'm going to pass over to Tyler to hear his sits for, for week one. And now, of course, with all of the excitement and positivity of giving you starts, we have to switch over to the sits. I like a couple of the players I'm about to talk about, but sits are kind of important because of that. It's like the guy that you draft and you're excited to see, but you don't necessarily know if you should start him. And uh, that perfectly describes my first sit of the week, which is Curtis Samuel. I really like him and I drafted him a couple of leagues. I think that this new role, new team is going to be awesome because he's going to have a more defined 
passing role than he did in Carolina, but then he can also keep that short gadget stuff alive. So Fitzpatrick is going to hit him open deep. He's going to use that skill set, but he's also going to be keeping it close to the line of scrimmage when needed. Unfortunately, he's been banged up. Off-season, there's been injuries constantly. He's been limited in camp. He even missed some of the practice sessions. People aren't talking about his injury too much because it's nothing new. He was banged up before the season really even got close. I just don't really want to see him get knocked out in the first week. I'm going to see him healthy, look solid, then we'll start him in week two. Maybe three, depending on how you feel about week two matchups. Speaking of the Washington football team's week two matchup, they are also the matchup for these two running backs we're about to talk about, Melvin Gordon and Javonta Williams, who are the two running backs for Denver. Now, I think quite a lot of people are excited about Javonta Williams, and I am one of them. Melvin Gordon, maybe not so much, but uh, I'm just going to say that don't start either of them this week. Obviously, every lineup's different, and if you spent loads on Javonta, you might have to start him, but the New York Giants have a better, a better defense than they do offense. So even with a game script that might make you want to run the ball a little bit more, it's going to be difficult to do it. They've got Blake Martinez. They've got some great players up front. Like It's a really tough team to run on. I'm going to say that this first week's not going to be the best. They also have some great pass catchers in Denver, so I'm expecting them to make use of them. I will say, once that role starts to get a bit defined, you maybe see Javonna start to get a bit more of an opportunity than people realized. Week two could be very spicy because they're playing against the Jaguars, and that should be a nice matchup. So I'd see them this week and then look at the tape, really keep an eye on how the usage is, because week two could be very interesting if one of the running backs actually gets some really good volume. Hopefully, Javonna Williams, for you guys that took a start with a running back, that's a rookie, but with great upside. Yeah, I love that that bit by side. Just to kind of add to that, there. Unfortunately, Kurt Samuel yesterday, uh, yesterday evening, went on IR for three weeks, so you're going to have to sit him anyway. But at the time of recording, he was still available. But now he he's officially on IR and going to miss the first three weeks of the season. Um, in terms of Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, I agree completely. Giants top five run defense unit last season, uh, and also adding the fact that we don't really know how that role is going to look. It looks like to me that Williams will be the clear starter and get higher usage, but we need to see it. Uh, kind of in practice before we actually kind of put them in our fantasy teams and, and bank on that coverage. Uh, so next for me, uh, for my sets, similar really theory to Tyler with two running backs. I've gone with Zach Moss and Devin Singletary of the Buffalo Bills. They're placing an, uh, facing another top five run defense unit in Pittsburgh. We know the Bills love to throw the ball. They went a whole game nearly with throwing the ball. I think they threw the, ran the ball once. Uh, in one of the games last season. So they're a very pass-heavy offense. The Steelers' secondary isn't great, so I think they're going to be passing to win. Uh, I also think that there's a potential this is a close game, and maybe Buffalo don't have time to try and run the clock down towards the end. So I think that both those running backs for me uh, are kind of worth sitting this week and then and then see how the role goes going forward. I'm higher on Zach Moss throughout the whole season, but I think for now, sit them both and, and kind of see where it goes in terms of usage after week one. Now let's move away from fantasy and on to some gambling picks. Uh, NFL gambling, especially on Sundays, is a massive industry, even in the UK and all over the world. So we're going to give out some some picks uh, every single weekend as part of our fantasy and gambling show. Um, first of all, I just want to mention this segment is sponsored by Sports Geek Betting. They are on Substack, giving out betting tips. Also on Twitter, at underscore Sports Geek. Uh, we retweet their work over at Go42Pod, so you'll find them all there. And just giving out some good picks. All the picks of week one, I believe, are also free. So it's a good chance to, to get on the action and, and, and win some money. Uh, but in terms of our picks, then, I'm uh, going to give out a couple and then give better the week from me and then a guest. This guest is uh, 
co-host Patrick, as you will already know. Uh, he's going to give us one pick this week, and then next week we're going to have a different guest on uh, from a different podcast and do that every single week. So first pick is Jets plus four. Um, our kind of modding lines have it as more of a Jets plus one. So the fact they've been given plus four, you kind of can't turn down that value. Any bet over plus three is just worthwhile in the NFL. Three and seven are such key numbers that you're getting good value here. Sam Darnold against his old team. Uh, pretty high on Zach Wilson, so I think he can throw the ball against the Panthers. Um, and I think it'll be closer, closer game, and maybe someone winning by three would not be uh, out of the question here. Uh, next pick then, Titans minus two and a half. This was minus three, but it's been bet down to minus two and a half. Uh, they're facing the Cardinals, and similar to what I said with Tannehill, I think the Titans' offense is going to be very, very good. I just don't think the Cardinals can potentially keep up with them scoring-wise. I'm not a big fan of Cliff Kingsbury, as everyone on the podcast knows, so I think that... Uh, the Titans here, we have them more as a, a minus four, four and a half favorite in our book. So I think that this is a good bet. They can win by a field goal and you still cover, but I think more likely they could win by more points than that. I just think the offense is too good. The defense isn't great, but it's still better than the Cardinals. Uh, and I just think Tannehill and, and Julio and AJ Brown are going to have a big day. So we'll, we'll go with the Titans minus two. Next, let's move on to some some totals then. So we've got two down for this list. So we've got the Falcons and the Eagles. Total is 49. Uh, and I think looking at the schedule, this will only be one Falcons game that has a, a team total of under 50 points throughout the whole season, aside from this game. So I think when you've got the Falcons and you've got a chance to go over in the 40s, I think you kind of have to. Uh, in terms of in terms of why, I think Falcons and Eagles, both their secondaries are pretty poor. Um, they can't really cover guys extremely well, especially the Falcons last season, giving up the most points to wide receivers in the second half of the season. So... I think the Falcons are an easy candidate for an over. In terms of the offense as well, from the Eagles' offense is actually underrated with a good O-line. Devonta Smith, who Tyler mentioned earlier, and Jane Hurts as well, who's played relatively well so far and is a small number of starts. So I think both offenses, Kyle Pitts and, and Calvin Ridley on the other side, I think they'll, they'll both be very good. I don't really like either secondary, so I think that plenty of points will be scored, and I think over 49 is a, is a fair bet. Uh, next, we have the 49ers versus the Lions. So this is over 45 uh, and a half, so it was 45, it's now gone up to 45 and a half, but we still think this is value. I think the projection really should be probably 47 and a half, to be honest. Uh, and I know that the issue here is that the Lions are bad and don't have a lot of weapons, but I think the 49ers will, will score enough points. I think the Lions secondary is pretty poor, uh, and I think the 49ers rush attack and maybe dual QB attack could be enough to score a lot of points. And then I think when the Lions, when they're down and the pressure maybe isn't as on, I think Jared Goff could throw some garbage time points that, that get us to, to over 45 and a half. Then the final bet then is more of a um, more of a player prop. So Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers, you can pick either or do both in a double. Uh, over two and a half passing TDs, both of them grade really well in terms of the metric. They should both score three plus on average. They do like to rush, especially Aaron Rodgers, which is why we've leaned to Patrick Mahomes over him. Uh, if you had to pick one or the two, we think that even though the Chiefs improved their O line, that Mahomes will still throw three TDs. Uh, even if they rush one or two in potentially as well, you still have that chance. You still have that long bomb with, with Tyreek Hill and Michael Hartman. So we think that Patrick Mahomes over two and a half passing TDs is great value. And then Rogers probably over two and a half is pretty good value as well. Uh, that connection with Devontae Adams is uh, is elite, as we all know. Final segment of the week then, we're going to go through a best bet. Uh, this will be me giving my best bet of the week. And then also a guest, as I said earlier, Patrick, usual co-host for our, our weekly podcast, is the guest this week. Uh, and if you listen to the episode, uh, that came out earlier in the week, you will not be shocked at his choice. So he's gone with the Dolphins plus three uh, in Foxborough as his best bet. Uh, I think he he rates the offense highly. Two has looked great all preseason. Uh, and then in terms of the defense, well, we know the Dolphins are really, really elite. So I think Mac Jones in his first start, 
with not a great set of weapons overall um, and a couple of banged up people as well in terms of tight ends and, and on the O-line in, in practice this week. So there's potential that the Dolphins could could win this game in Patrick's eyes. Uh, so he's picked Dolphins plus three. My best bet is actually a player prop. So I've got Corey Davis over four and a half receptions. Uh, in the States, he's actually projected and the line is ten and a half. But for some reason, UK bookies have set him as same target as last year, which is four and a half. So we think this will be the only week you can get that sort of value. So I think Corey Davis over four and a half is probably the best bet of the week and maybe the best bet of the season. Right, and that's all we have for, for this weekend's mini pod. Like I said, we've got our start and sits from myself and Tyler, uh, some gambling picks from, from me and the Sports Geek crew, and then also uh, a best bet from, from me and Patrick. Uh, remember to go follow us at go for 2 pod. Enjoy the first weekend of the NFL season. We'll be back to review week one and to preview week two in the week. And uh, then also next weekend, we'll, we'll do the same again. Tyler will be back for some start and sits. Uh, and I think we're going to have Josh Henwood, who's a member of the full 10 yards crew. Uh, to come on and give his best bet as well. So enjoy the games and we'll speak to you soon.